December the 14th, 2023, 1 Samuel chapter 14, Reflection. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Father God, we thank you. Thank you this morning, Father God. Thank you for waking me, for allowing me to know that indeed you are God and beside you there is no other. You've awakened me this morning, Father God, preparing my mind and my heart to receive this day my daily bread. I pray the same for my family, my friends, my loved ones, those whom you have to hear on this side of this recording. Blessed be your name, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, and family, I thank you today. Thank you on this Thursday morning for allowing me into your space, your personal moments, and to be able to share this moment with you indeed is an honor and a privilege. And as we read these next few chapters, family, even the rest of the book, because I've been saying it and I'll continue to say it, ask yourself these questions. Where do you see yourself in the story? Where do you see your family? Where do you see your community? And especially and specifically in these particular chapters that we are about to read, do you act alone apart from the bigger crowd like Jonathan? Or do you act impulsive, rash, and emotional like Saul? Perhaps you tend to side with the majority like the people of Israel declaring that Jonathan will not be put to death. Or the passive majority that says, do whatever seems good to you. Where do you see yourself in the story? Where do you see your family? Where do you see your community? And where do you see God in the midst of these questions and answers? Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, direct us, that we might hear from you and do and be all that you've created us for. It's in the precious name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. First Samuel chapter 14, Reflection. One day Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gibeah in the pomegranate cave at Magran. The people who were with him were about 600 men, including Ahijah, the son of Atub, Ichabog's brother, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Within the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and a rocky crag on the other side. The name of the one was Bozes, and the name of the other, Shinah. The one crag rose on the north in front of Mishmash, and the other on the south in front of Jeba. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, by many or by few. And his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. 
do as you wish. Behold, I am with you heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and we will not go up to them. But if they say, Come to us, then we will go, for the Lord has given them into our hand, and this shall be a sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, Look, Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison at the garrison held Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of the Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet and his armor bearer with him. And they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed them after him. And that first strike, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, killed about twenty men, within as it were half a furrow's length in an acre of land. And there was a panic in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled, and the earth quaked, and it became a very great panic. And the watchmen of Saul and Gabeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude was dispersing here and there. Then Saul said to the people who were with him, Count and see who has gone from us. And when they had counted, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. So Saul said to Ahijah, Bring the ark of God here. For the ark of God went at that time with the people of Israel. Now while Saul was talking to the priests, the tumult in the camp of the Philistines increased more and more. So Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and went into the battle. And behold, every Philistine's sword was against his fellow, and there was very great confusion. Now the Hebrews who had been with the Philistines before that time and who had gone up with them into the camp, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, when all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they too followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed beyond Beth Haven. And the men of Israel had been hard-pressed that day. So Saul had laid an oath on the people, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food until it is evening, and I am avenged on my enemies. So none of the people had tasted food. Now when all the people came to the forest, behold, there was honey on the ground. And when the people entered the forest, behold, the honey was dropping. But no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan had not heard his father charge the people with the oath. So he put out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb, and put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes became bright. Then one of the people said, Your father strictly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food this day. And the people were faint. Then Jonathan said, 
My father has troubled the land. See how my eyes have become bright because I tasted a little bit of this honey? How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies that they had found? For now the defeat among the Philistines has not been great. They struck down the Philistines that day from Mishmash to Eliajan, and the people were very faint. The people pounced on the spoil and took sheep and oxen and calves and slaughtered them on the ground, and the people ate them with the blood. Then they told Saul, Behold, the people are sinning against the Lord by eating with the blood. And he said, You have dealt treacherously. Roll a great stone to me here. And Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the people and say to them, Let every man bring his ox or his sheep and slaughter them here and eat, and do not sin against the Lord by eating with the blood. So every one of the people brought his ox with him that night, and they slaughtered them there. And Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first altar that he built to the Lord. Then Saul said, let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until the morning light. Let us not leave a man of them. And they said, Do whatever seems good to you. But the priest said, Let us draw near to God here. And Saul inquired of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you give them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. And Saul said, Come here, all you leaders of the people, and know and see how this sin has arisen today. For as the Lord lives, who saves Israel, though it be in Jonathan, my son, he shall surely die. But there was not a man among all the people who answered him. Then he said to all Israel, You shall be on one side, and I and Jonathan, my son, will be on the other side. And the people said to Saul, Do what seems good to you. Therefore Saul said, O Lord, God of Israel, why have you not answered your servant this day? Is this guilt? If this guilt is in me or in Jonathan my son, O Lord, God of Israel, give Urim. But if this guilt is in your people, Israel, give Thummim. And Jonathan and Saul were taken but the people escaped. Then Saul said, Cast the lot between me and my son Jonathan. And Jonathan was taken. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what you have done. And Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the tip of the staff that was in my hand. Here I am. I will die. And Saul said, God do so to me and more also. You shall surely die, Jonathan. Then the people said to Saul, Shall Jonathan die, who has worked this great salvation in Israel? Far from it. As the Lord lives, there shall not one hair of his head fall to the ground, for he has worked with God this day. So the people ransomed Jonathan so that he did not die. Then Saul went up from pursuing the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. When Saul had taken kinship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, against the Ammonites, against Edom, against the kings of Zobah, and against the Philistines. 
Wherever he turned, he routed them. And he did violently and struck the Amalekites and delivered Israel out of the hands of those who plundered them. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Michi, Shua. And the names of his two daughters were these. The name of the firstborn was Merab, the name of the younger, Michelle. And the name of Saul's wife was Anoam, the daughter of Amaz. And the name of the commander of his army was Abner, the son of Ner, son's uncle. Kish was the father of Saul, and Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abiel. There was hard fighting against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he attached himself to him. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. Reflection. Again, family, I ask, where do you see yourself in the story? Where do you see a family? Where do you see your community? And where do you see God in the midst of these questions and answers? Father God, in this season of being clothed in this body of flesh, in this fallen world, help us to see and hear, to do and be all that you have created us for. We know that men like Adam, Moses, David, Peter, and and many others walked in divine callings, hearing directly from you, and, and yet they were not perfect. How much more are we subject to an act outside of your will? My desire, Father God, is to always walk upright before you, dear Lord. And my prayer is the same for my brothers and sisters. It's in Jesus' precious name that we put this request before you, Father God, knowing that in you and through you, all things are possible. We bless you and we praise you. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, do be blessed on today. Let this word of God, let it marinate in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. Go forth, do what God has created you for. And those of you, my friends, soon to be family, I know that at times when you hear God's word, you may not clearly understand him. You may not clearly receive what he's saying on today. But I know that it's because of sin. We've all been there. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. Your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It was made to be shared with and in community. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory. Hallelujah.